0: So it's great to welcome you. God bless you. Good to be together. And uh, I want to share this morning, I'm going to share good news of great joy for all people. It's our banner that is outside of our church as you, as you go by. There's a QR code. There's a little icon that you can click on that takes you to our church website. So people with a smartphone can do that. And they can see what's going on across the week. Also church news that you saw coming up this morning. That will be on Facebook during the week, so you can catch up with that. It's also on our church website so that you can see that standing, so that you can see all that's going on, not just released here in in this uh, service. We're going to take a few moments together as we share this morning good news of great joy for all people. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 to 20. And uh, if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to it. If you haven't, then just please relax and listen. You might want to turn it on your smartphone or whatever you have with you. But if not, then just listen as we share this together for the next few moments. And there were shepherds living out the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. That's verse 8. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, Uh, their cry, their, their rejoicing in heaven as the angels um, spoke and released and prayed and, and sung over the shepherds on that, that night over 2,000 years ago. Palestine, what is now Israel, but what would have been called the Roman province of Palestine, at the time of Jesus' birth, Palestine was a place under Roman occupation. It, and and um, for the Israelite people, or the nation of, 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 of Israel, it would have been a very dark day. It, it, at that time, as a Roman province, there would be haves and have-nots. The haves were the Roman elite, those employed by the Romans, the Roman governors, those employed by the Roman um, governors and people, and they would be the haves, the tax collectors, the Roman, the Romans, uh, certain Jews that, that, that um, were Roman proxies, uh, certain families, aristocracy, those these would have been the haves. They would have had a lot, but the majority of people, you and I, would have been the have-nots if we'd lived in that part of the world, and we'd have had absolutely nothing. Life was bleak. Life was really grim at that part of the world at that time for the majority of people. There were those that had everything, and there were those that barely existed, that almost had nothing. To them, life was existence. It wasn't almost living, and that's what it would have been like, and the Jewish people were... Creaking under the pain and stress of that day. Now you know we have in our own nation and in, throughout the world at the moment a lot of uncertainty, a lot, a lot of worry. Lots of people are worried in our own nation. You know, at this Christmas time, people are worried about the, the the cost of living, and 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 that's legit and it's right and legitimate. There are concerns, and absolutely right, and we should be. But if you could go back two thousand years ago, you worried for your your very life, your very your very breath, and. Um, this is the sort of scene that Jesus be, was going to be born into. And um, at that time, people were just looking for, for something. They, they got to the point where, where they were at the end of their tether, at the end of the road. They didn't know which way to turn as a nation and as a people. And they'd heard and read that many centuries earlier about a Messiah, about an anointed one, a one who would lead Israel From captivity into a new golden age, an age of freedom. And they looked at this and heard about this, but centuries and centuries had gone by and they were under Roman occupation and it looked as if all hope was gone. And here on this night, appearing to shepherds, the angels rejoiced and brought this message of good news, of great joy for everyone for the whole world and for all mankind for all of Israel and ultimately for the very whole world and you know christmas is about good news and it's not just about good food and it is good food you know probably Jamie Oliver Nigella they'll be on tv they'll be cooking up a great a great turkey well That's if you can find a turkey, maybe, but they'll be cooking up a great turkey. And and it is good food. I mean, and if people say, well, what I'm looking forward to is at least good food, and at least this year I want to I'll be able to get with my friends and and family. Whereas the years, a couple of years past, it's been challenging. And and that, and I understand that. There's something, I I get that. People say that's what Christmas is about. It's about good food, it's about good friends. And, and I, I get that. There's a little bit of that in there. But it's not about that, is it? It's, it it's, it's and a good company, good food. It's about the good news. It's what the angels announced. And sometimes as a Christian, I have to be intentional to lay hold, of the, let the, lay hold of the good news, but let the good news lay hold of me. I don't know about you, but I say this every year at Christmas. I've been a Christian for, for something like um, now 38 years. This is my no it's not it's thirty nine it'd be thirteen it'd be thirty nine it's thirty nine years i've been a christian um, which is quite a long time good part older than some people gathered here today not not a lot of others there's, there's a fair, fair amount of you others a bit older than me and uh, a fair few that are quite a bit younger than me but um I, I don't know about you but uh, every Christmas it comes uh, every Christmas come, and I have to sort of pinch myself and i let the good news get hold of me. There's something about you know when you get your decorations out the box, you think, oh, they're looking a bit worn now. You know, you get the decorate, get the decks out, and and, and, uh, the, and it can feel feel a a little bit. And as a Christian, sometimes it can feel a, it can be like that. I mean, come on, if, you, if you're really honest, it does get, it can get like that, and um, and it, and it can feel that you know the the good news and that my prayer, my prayer this year. More than any year is be Lord, let the good news get hold of me. I want to lay hold of your good news in my life, and I want your good news to grip me, get hold of me, really get hold of me with the good news. Uh, that, you know, this 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 season, and, uh, and and which which brings tremendous joy, you know. And so that's our prayer. So there there are three simple things that we that come from this. Um, the first this first. Christmas is the good news, what it's all about. And the three things that I just want to share just, just, just briefly. For Christmas is a celebration. It's not just good food. It's, it's not just good friends. And, it, and, it, and it, you're going to enjoy, God willing, you know, good food. You're going to enjoy friends and family. I, that's all good. So I'm not down in that. There's so much more. It's about the good news. And uh, it's a celebration, first of all. And so the, what the angel said... I bring you, we bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. There's something really to celebrate. The World Cup, if you didn't know, is all around us. It's a funny time, isn't it, to have the World Cup at Christmas. And um, uh, I'm in two minds. I love football. I absolutely love football. I love the World Cup. But I'm not spending all my time my wife thinks I am, but I'm not. I'm not spending all my time watching football. I absolutely love football. But I don't want the football to steal away this year's good news. This is just me speaking about me, all right? I think some of us as Christians can get more excited about England scoring a goal than Jesus being raised from the cross. You know, there's something greater. You know, scoring a goal, for England to score a goal, is a big deal. It's a great thing, probably, right? <laughs> And when they scored six the other day, that's that's an even greater thing. You think, wow, that's pretty incredible for for England to score a load of goals. But for Jesus to be raised from the dead, to take my sin, and to be raised from the dead, and to live forevermore, there there is something of a great celebration. And 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 you know, it says so. The angel says, "It's good news of great joy that will be for all people." It's personal. Good news for you, good news to you, unto you. It's, it's personal, it's for you. It's not just for someone else. This is amazing. It's positive, it's good. It's personal, it's good. It's, it's something of great joy, of Jesus giving us life. And it's, and, but not only is it personal, it's mine. It's mine. It's for all. He says it's good news for all. It, and black or white, there's so much, isn't there? In our 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 world, our age of racism, of it's not for you, it's for me. Of nationalism, it's only for us. We're the best. It's for all. It's the great leveler. It's it's amazing. You know, there there are pressure groups that are shouting out to government and saying, you know, you should change the law for this. And and if only the church, you know, the church is it's. Although you see in the news that Christianity is in decline, the church is still very is still a, a large minority. We 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 fall for the lie, but we we've got to. If we don't celebrate, the, the, if we don't celebrate, nobody's going to celebrate. And I'm not saying that to, to shame us or to shame myself. I want the good news to grip me again, to to because you can whoop it. You can't whoop it up. We can't say, come on, get celebrated. It, it's it's it just doesn't. It's not it's not right, is it? To say you know, there's nothing to celebrate if you're told to celebrate. But there's something about God's love gripping my heart. It's personal, it's positive, it's for all. It, interesting, it, it says, I bring you, I bring you posit, personal, positive, good news for all people. Uh, and it's uh, good news, what is of great joy. Joy. Robert Schuller said this, now gone to be with the Lord, uh, a, a pastor and leader, great motivational Christian leader, he said, Joy is not the absence of suffering, but the presence of God in our suffering. He said this. Been through a lot of pain in his own life. Joy is not the absence of suffering, but it's the presence of God in our suffering. The good news is the presence of God. God has come. God has come to this world. God in us. That's the amazing news. The presence of God. The presence of Jesus in the midst. That's why Paul says, you know, we will will have grief in this world, but we we grief not as the world. And so when it comes to that point in time, at the end of of my life on this earth, there will be grief. But we grieve not as the world because there is the news of life eternal. There, There is good news. There is good news. It's the presence of Jesus in our lives. And at Christmas, the, he says, I'll, I'll bring you something to celebrate. And to celebrate, the creator becomes his creation. I find that incredible. Just think about it for a minute. The creator of the universe that, that contains infinity and beyond. And Not only Buzz Lightyear says that. But he, 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 if, if Luca was here now, he'd be loving that that quote, wouldn't he? Infinity and beyond. Our little Luca, our grandson. But... Um, it, The creator, infinity and beyond, becomes the creation. The infinite becomes finite so that he can rub shoulders with you and me. That's what Jesus' birth, life, death and resurrection is all about. It is something amazing, but you have to let it grip me again, Lord. When I first became a Christian, that was so radical I, I could have skipped to the moon and back, but as the years go by and I get knocked and I fall over, and I get beaten up by life, it, 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 it can lose its shine. And this is why we're singing this morning about let, fan into flame, fan into flame, fan it, fan, fan into flame, my heart, Father. There's something intentional in that, isn't there? The creator becomes his creation. That's something to celebrate. The father gets amongst his children. God, Jesus said, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The father gets amongst his children. Emmanuel, God with us, amongst us. The is born unto you. That's the good news. God is here. God is amongst us. We celebrate God with us and in us and amongst us. And that's what Christmas is the celebration of the hit, the carol joy to the world it's probably one of my favorite carols and i love it it's rousing but i love to sing it and you you'll be well you will know it well but it goes i'm not going to sing it to you but joy to the world the lord has come let earth receive her king let every heart prepare his room Our hearts have to be prepared and opened we've been singing this morning about opening our hearts deal with my tradition Open the ground of my heart. I open up my heart afresh, Lord. It's, it's so easy for me to get closed off. I, I, we are bombarded with so much information, we close our ears to a lot of it. If you don't watch it, you close your ears and you can close our hearts as well. It's very easy as a Christian for me to close my heart off to God a little bit. Let every heart prepare in room. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. God amongst us, something to celebrate, in other words. Second thing is this. And uh, moving on, is that um, Christmas is an opportunity for celebration, but it's also a Christmas about salvation. It's, it's also about a time of salvation. And we read the angels announced, Today there has been born for you a saviour who is Christ the Lord. Today has been born for you a saviour, he is Christ the Lord. Salvation, a saviour. You know, um, Someone has, Jesus has come to save us. He saves us from something and saves us to something. We're saved from and saved to. We're saved from darkness into light. We're saved from death into life. We're saved from ourselves. Human nature on our own cannot reach out to God. Something within us, it's called sin. It's not a word that people say too much in our age and nor do people like you even saying it and people maybe don't understand it but sin there's something within the heart of every human being it's called sin and it puts a gap between us and God sin is where where we as mankind right from Adam and Eve right in the garden said to God I will do it my way I'll go my way. It's living our lives without God, rejecting God's way, God's law, God's heart, God's love, and saying, I'm in charge of me, I'll do it. And it's that, thats sin. There's a big sin or little sin. It's, it's all sin if I say, it's me, I'll do it, it's me. I'm going to do it without God. I, 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 I'm in charge. And as soon as we get in charge, and it's that that's within us, and it's, it's, it's impossible for us then to turn to God And and bridge the gap between our heart and our relationship with God, and so we, Jesus comes to save us from sin, save us from ourselves. How incredible is that? No wonder Paul said in Ephesians chapter two verse eight, "It is for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves; it is the gift of God. It's not of works, so that no man can boast." How I'm amazed! I'm amazed. Because Adrian Mancini could have never reached out to God, no matter how hard he tried or how hard I try and how good I try to be. Because there's something inside, it's called sin. And it's within the heart of every man and woman. People don't like you saying that. It's not me who says it, it's God who says it. It's God who says it, not me. And isn't it amazing that Jesus comes to save us, to save you, to save me. The day when I was 20 years of age when I understood the light got switched on in my heart that I needed a relationship with God and I couldn't do that on my own and I needed Jesus to bridge the gap of my heart between me and God was the most amazing day of my life. I had the opportunity of sharing that um, a few months ago with someone uh, and and just sharing my heart and my faith again about how God has changed my very heart and is changing me from glory to glory. We're saved from darkness into life. We're saved from ourselves into God. I like what Rick Warren has to say about salvation. He says this, he says, Jesus' salvation, Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross, it deals with our past. Our past is forgiven your past is forgiven, your present is given meaning and your future is secure. Three simple things. Rick Warren says it beautifully. I love what he says. He says because of Jesus and his salvation on the cross, your past is forgiven. My past is forgiven. My present is given meaning. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, thinking about life and and uh, so next year, so next year I'm 60 years of age. I don't know who said never, but did you say ne- who's it? It wasn't you. Who said never? Russ, so. you're the only one out of 150 people. But thank you for saying it. <laughs> Everyone else thinks yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you look it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a bit more. But um, and 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 uh, you know, for, you know for, I wasn't on a, a poor old me day, but I was in a way, and I can see you know um, uh, you know. I've got a daughter who's nearly 30. I remember as a little baby. I remember as a little baby. My oldest daughter was there at her birth. We could pick her up like that. And now she's got a three-year-old little boy and a beautiful little girl who we pick up like that. And then I thought, I'm six, I'm nearly 60. Oh, Lord, I want to live, not for, I can't live forever. But I'm starting to, I'm not thinking about negative things. But what I'm saying is, we're only meaning. What's the point of it all, Lord? And it made me think just for a moment, which I don't very rarely think. What's the point of life? Jesus gives us the point of life. Oh, my word. It gripped me again just for a moment. And I I didn't feel quite so sad anymore uh, that there will come a day when I'm not around and my family will be going on maybe thinking about me now and again, maybe. Oh, I know. <laughs> but Jesus gives me meaning. Yeah. I live for him. Yeah. He gives me purpose today. And on, and on the day that I don't pastor a local church anymore, I'll still be living for Jesus and he will give me my purpose. And I love what Rick Warren says there. Salvation, because of his death and resurrection. How good is that? It gives us purpose. If, if there is no Jesus, if there is no resurrection to life, then life is meaningless. We're just on earth and then we disappear. It can be, re- that that to me is, is really stark and depressing and worrying. But, I, but it's not, that isn't the case. That's not the fact. The fact is that Jesus is alive. And because he's alive, he gives me life and purpose too. I want to live for his glory. I want to see him face to face. And so it gives me, give him meaning today, but also a future that is secure. We will see him face to face and with our loved ones and the people that we love, that love him and are with him. So it's, past is forgiven, today has meaning, and tomorrow has a future. It's a great news. It's a win-win. It's a win-win all the way round. It's amazing. Great to celebrate. Salvation. Finally, reconciliation. The third thing that Christmas, and so Christmas is good news. I tell you what, it is good news if you let it grip you again. We have to grip and reach out, but let the good news grip us again. And third, finally, reconciliation. It's it's a celebration, salvation, and reconciliation. To, to, to reconcile means to restore friendly relationship. If you're reconciled to your neighbour or reconciled to your brother or sister, you restore the, the relationship is restored after there's been a break of relationships. That's what it means to reconcile. We, read, we hear the angel say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill to all men or to all people. Uh, the uh, NIV puts it a little bit differently. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those in whom the favour of God rests. Peace and goodwill. Peace and favour. And God reconciles through Jesus, his birth, his life, and later death and resurrection. God makes peace with you and I. He reconciles us into good relationship. He brings back the relationship that was broken because of sin, because of living without God. You know, our fights, our struggles, our, our inhumanity to one another. God brings us back into a relationship with himself. Peace. He brings peace. You know, um, you know, we have peace with God. We'll receive the peace of God in our lives and we'll be able to release peace to one another. He, he says, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace. And goodwill to all men. God makes peace. He reconciles us. And that's what Christmas is about as well. Our, 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 make, our renewing of our relationship, of our, our love relationship with the Father. Restored relationship through the power of His love, which brings about an incredible peace in our hearts and upon our lives. You know, um, that's what peace does. Uh, you know, it reconciles and brings us together. You know, it's the God. It's the peace. It's first of all, it's peace with God. God forgives us so that we can have peace with God. We need peace with God. Without the peace with God, we're not able to have peace with others. And this is why our world is the way it is. Talk of man's, men and women, man's inhumanity to mankind. Because we don't have the world doesn't have peace with God. The relationship isn't restored. And so we're out of sync, our relationship with one another. And so uh, what I love, uh, I love um, first letter of John and um, 1 John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So if we confess to God our sin, he will forgive. If God forgives, he makes peace. Came across this. uh, The the author was unknown, and this is the quote on that, of peace with God. It's like Jesus saying, in 1 John 1, 9, it's like Jesus saying, nothing you confess can make me love you less. Oh, my word. I I don't know who wrote that. I came across that. Nothing you confess. So it's like Jesus saying to you, peace on earth and goodwill, Christmas to all men and women. Nothing you confess can make me love you less. I don't know about I'm only human so sometimes if somebody confesses something to me I go (gasps) well I don't do that but inside I don't show that I won't show you that but inside I might take a little (gasps) wow but with Jesus perfect Jesus nothing you or I confess to him will make him love us less if we truly confess Oh, that's peace that's called reconciliation that's restoring the love relationship and isn't that good? That's what Christmas is about. Peace with God. But if we have peace then with God, in, and that's 1 John 1, 9, the most beautiful verse that I memorized many, many years ago. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Peace with God. But also, if we, if we have peace with God, we'll know the peace of God. Jesus said to the disciples, my peace, I have said it often, my peace I give you. If we have peace with God, as we confess to him, then Jesus will give us the peace of God. That's incredible. So my relationship is restored and I receive a peace. And Jesus said, I give it to you. It's actually transferable. <laughs> it's tangible, released upon us. My peace I give you. And when we, when, So when we have peace with God and we know the peace of God, we're in a place to have peace with others, You know, as God has forgiven us, then we're in a position to forgive others. We were talking about this recently, about um, when people volunteer, when, when believers volunteer in the life of church, like in things like our coffee house or our door team or you know, our, to- our toddler group throughout the week. It's a really powerful thing to do. Not only because you're doing something practical, you're volunteering, you're serving, but we carry the presence of Jesus as Christians. We carry the presence of Jesus. It's interesting, at places like the coffee house, people saying, why is this place so peaceful? These are people not, not related to our church at all, coming and saying, this is a really peaceful, a really friendly, really peaceful place. When the peace of God rests on us, our relationship with others is tangible, it's transferable. That's why it's so important to volunteer, to be part of your local church, to get involved because wherever you go, and in your work and in your life, you take the peace of God. If, if, if we let it grip us, it's incredible. People notice, people feel what's different about this place. Well, we pray, you know, we, 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 love, we love God, we love you. It's, it's, it's an incredible thing to do. The peace of God, which transcends all other understanding, will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Christmas is a time of celebration. Christmas is a time of salvation Christmas is a time of reconciliation let's pray together God bless you thank you so much this morning for your patience my prayer for you is that Christmas the truth of Christmas will grip you afresh like you've never known before and something from this morning will tug at your heart and encourage and inspire you and release you And that you will know Jesus afresh today. Not only for your life and in your heart, but this will be transferable to the people that you love in your family, your home, your work, your neighbourhood. The people that you mix with in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus, that you were born into this world that you came, you came from our Father in heaven to this earth. You lived amongst us. You felt what we felt and you feel what we feel. You went to the cross, you died and rose again. And all who believe in you may know the forgiveness and freedom of the power of your resurrection life. Father, we pray that this good news of great joy it isn't just for us sitting here today, but for all people, all shapes and sizes, all different ages and demographics, all class, all areas, all area of the world, different colour, it's for all people. Jesus, we say thank you. May this Christmas burn bright in our hearts so that we may light up the hearts of others with the truth of Christmas and the power of your resurrection and love and forgiveness. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Don't feel that you have to rush away. We're serving teas and coffees this morning and uh, we'd love to catch up with you. Particularly if what I shared earlier, you know, feels, strikes a chord with you. I shared a word about feeling out of it or not being able to concentrate or, or not being able to, to think or what I don't know, or because it was either worry or whatever it might be. I'd love to pray. I'd love to pray with you. A couple of weeks back, I shared a word and two or three people came up to me and said, that was for me. That was for me. And it was by the while I was standing at the door. That was for me. Thank you. And if that's for you, don't, don't hesitate. You know, I'd love to pray with you. God bless you. Have a great week.